0: This is Envision Self Healing Podcast, episode number 24. Hi, I'm Will Fuller. And I'm Richard Miller. And we are the co creators of EnvisionSelfHealing.com and are dedicated in helping you improve your eyesight and quality of life by taking healing into your own hands. The topic this
1: week is, can nutrition improve your eyesight? And the question of the week is, how can I help my TMJ?
0: So Richard, how's the world of self-healing been treating you over these last few weeks? It's been a while. It has
1: been a very long time. And uh, I've been, for our listeners, I've been uh, remodeling my new house. While Will was away in England, I was madly uh buying bathtubs and tile (laughs) and doors and hinges He was making the most of his his time off right so i was (laughs) it was more about self-healing my my house house. (laughs) (laughs) um so but one of the interesting things that came up was uh this is the first time i've done a house on my own Mm -hmm. and used to do them with my ex-wife and she has very good vision very good color vision and this time I had just my own eyes to work on in terms of remodeling this house. Okay. So there was a lot of doubt as to whether I could pull off these kinds of decisions like uh, color. Uh, and that's why it's stripy, luminous pink <laughs> and green, is it? <laughs> I, so want- I just went with lime green everywhere because <laughs> I figured I could see it.
0: I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> I thought you knew.
1: No, no. (laughs) So, yeah, and that's exactly the kinds of thoughts that went through my head. Am I capable of doing this? Yeah. Um, So it was interesting. But
0: you can get away with pink in San Francisco. That's true.
1: That's true. (laughs) So it was, I came up up against my own sort of self-image of uh, what I am capable of with the vision problem that I have. Okay. And uh, it was an interesting sort of edge to come up to. And realize, okay, I can see what I can see, and I can make perfectly good decisions, uh, even with less vision than the average person on the street. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I've done pretty
0: well. You have. You yeah. Have. Yeah. And it's very good. Yeah. And it's interesting because um, over these last few weeks, I've been sort of going through the, the same thing, the difficulties of, of being out of my comfort zone, of not being in... San Francisco around, you know, being around everybody that knows me and also me being comfortable with my surroundings and sort of you, you question yourself and what you're capable of of doing and whether you should go into certain dark areas or be in, I don't know, very busy public places or what have you.
1: Yeah. And you immediately have an image of yourself as being more helpless than you really are. And maybe turning to help from someone that you don't necessarily need to do at that moment. And it's just about self-doubt. And uh, and in some ways, as we do that, I think that's a normal kind of reaction to people who have a vision loss, particularly. Yeah. And uh, But the problem is you then become sort of more dependent. Mm-hmm. And in, in, in reality, you're using your eyes less. So yeah. you're actually, it's sort of a spiral of... Uh, well, I can't do that, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try, yeah. and I'm not gonna use my eyes in this circumstance, and then I'm not gonna use my eyes in that circumstance, and that leads to just using your eyes less and less.
0: Which, of course, is then gonna make them worse and worse. Because right. If you don't use it, then you lose it. So. Exactly. So uh,
1: I was. That was the struggle I was going through. It's like I can make these decisions. I can tell, and I would do things like. Um, I would, I would you know have this conversation with my contractor saying i can't see color at all you know i can't see <laughs> yes. this and then he'd say well what color is this and was you know do you like this better i like and i would be able to identify yeah oh yeah i know that's green and i know that's blue mm-hmm. and you know it it wasn't
0: as that you know, that was just like when we were in the in the jewelry ju- in the jewelry store in uh, in brazil in brazil and uh, there was me and <clears throat> melissa when we were sort of looking at all these um, gems and stuff. It was a gem museum. Mm-hmm. And um, they went to show Richard some of these different colors of stone. And me and Melissa said, uh, oh, he's, oh he's, he's, colorblind. he's colorblind. Yeah. And the, the woman who has no vision improvement experience went, well, hold on. Well, let's see what he sees. That's right. She and did. And told me and, and Melissa off. And uh, and Richard went, oh, well, uh, I think that's blue. And she went, yeah. Uh, I think that's green. And she went, yeah. And he got all six of these colors. Right. Sort of put me and, uh, me and Melissa to shame there. It was a nice little reminder for us.
1: And then I was picking stones, you know, like within a range. Like I was picking yeah. aquamarine stones and like this one versus that one. And I was able to do it as well.
0: So. Yeah. So it just goes to show that, you know, you a lot of the time we're more capable right. Than than what we think of ourselves exactly so and uh, and that really sort of reminds me of it's i mean it's been a busy couple of weeks it's a sh- shame that we had a couple of weeks off we just didn't get a chance to fit the podcast in but obviously uh in my mind i've been doing the podcast anyway you guys yeah. have been missing out um but a quick round up certainly just what you were talking about there actually I noticed when I went to London, uh, I actually found it very difficult. And there was just, just thousands of people, you know, especially the underground, all different directions, um, not really knowing where I was going. Um, and I was with my fiance, and she's, you know, very good at public transport and, you know, she's got perfect vision. so. Right. She's quite good at darting through crowds and, and sort she's of... She's skinny too, that helps. <laughs> she is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she was sort of uh, skimmed between two people and then I'm sort of, I'm a bit sheepish and don't really, because I don't want to bump into anyone, so right. I sort of hang back a little bit and then that gap closes and then before I know it, I'm just lost in a right. sea of people and she's 10 people in front. All right. Um, and then, of course, when we went to London, uh, you know, what else are you going to do? We went shopping, so we were on Oxford Street And that was just, it was just chaos, just so many people. Uh. And and I just got this image of me. It must have been like a pinball machine sort of bouncing around from all (laughs) these different people in this busy high street. But again, I noticed I was, normally I would feel a lot more confident in that situation. And I would, I know what direction I'm going in and I would just go. And I noticed I was being a lot more dependent on my fiancee to sort of, I wanted to hold her hand. I didn't want her walking off in front of me. I wanted her to help me where I was going and, you know, and say, you know, I'd bump into someone, then I'd be frustrated. And that, you know, if, if she had been helping me, then that wouldn't have happened. It it was really interesting because it was, you know, obviously with the Olympics in London and it's, it's amazing there right now. And I really enjoyed myself, but they were estimating an extra 10,000 people every day. Wow, were arriving in London extra, wow. so I was just in this this sea of people. It's <laughs> gonna I, get worse and worse. <laughs> I know. So I, I remember thinking, well, you know, maybe my vision's getting a lot worse yeah. because I don't remember ever being that um, poor out. in that situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but a couple of things. When I went up a week later, I was a lot better. And in fact, instead of waiting. Um, for my fiancé to direct me where to go, I just took charge. Uh-huh. I was a lot more comfortable with the transport system. I knew what shops I was going to. I knew where I wanted to go. And I just walked off in my direction and if she didn't keep up, then you, know, then, you know, that was up to her. Nice. Um, so but it, it meant I didn't have any problems. You now I wasn't necessarily yeah. bumping into people. I felt more confident. I knew where I was going. Exactly the same situation, exactly the same place, mm-hmm. but I was more confident and I felt a lot better, um, you know, in the direction that I was going. And also, you know, I felt like my my vision was better in that environment, probably because I wasn't as stressed. Another reason why I think maybe I felt that my vision was worse is I'm being so much more observant with my vision. Right. And certainly over these last, you know, six months or so last year, I've been talking a lot about how I'm noticing this sort of static Right. in my periphery and I'm over the last few months in particular since Brazil I've been really paying attention to what you can see almost what is the possibilities because it's only been in the last year did I really realize what my limits were with my vision mm-hmm. and what um I don't want to say normal people it's a terrible word but yeah. people without uh peripheral conditions how much they can actually see. I, I'm just amazed at how much people can see in their yeah. everyday. Yeah. So, but now I've almost opened Pandora's box. Right. And now I know what people can see out in the periphery. And the more I'm starting to wake up that outer periphery, it's, I always want a little bit more and see a little bit more. So I'm actually starting to get to the point of frustration
1: that makes sense. Yeah, um,
0: which yeah. you would think is a negative thing, right? In a strange way, it's a very positive thing, right? Um, I'm getting frustrated that I don't have that, um, and that I, So when I'm out in these big, busy public areas, it's sort of, oh, why can't, why can't I see that? Why can't I see that? You know, and it's, it's just. Um, well, and it's too busy at that point for you
1: to maybe appreciate. I see static, but yeah. I'm not seeing, you know, what that static is. And before you might have appreciated, oh, I just see static. That might have been good enough for you. Yeah. But now it's like I want to actually know what that thing is in the static. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You
0: kind of upped your your ante. At some <laughs> point. Yeah. 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 And I've, you know, and, and for me, I would have to just stand there for a couple of seconds and take everything in. Mm-hmm. And of course, being in a busy street, everything's changing, and there's mm-hmm. cars and noises and drilling. You know, it's just. It's chaos, so it's almost overwhelming. But what was really interesting is I, I really sort of felt that my, my vision had got worse and also being when I went out to France in Bordeaux. Again, unfamiliar, lots of people, mm-hmm. lots of random transport that, mm-hmm. you know, are you going to get run, you know, what's the bike laws? What's the tram laws? You know, <laughs> Am I just going to get run over in the middle of nowhere? Yeah. Um, but I noticed that when I came back that my periphery had actually improved. And that that surprised me. Um, one because you know my diet and everything was so poor, which is what we're going to talk about yeah. in a minute. Um, and I know that did have a part of it. But when I came back, I noticed that I was access I was accessing more in my right. periphery, mm-hmm. and I think that was down to that I was in those environments. What you were just saying about if you don't use it, yeah, then you lose it. I was in that environment, and I was desperately trying to use my periphery i was the whole time the whole two weeks i was trying to take all this information in Mm -hmm. and that frustration was making me want to use it more and more and more right so to me it meant that when i came back that in fact my periphery is now improved because i was trying to use it more and more the thing that occurs to me is that you know before you started doing
1: self-healing you were so dependent on your central vision and your ability to move your head around to yeah. take in information and you've sort of changed your whole paradigm of looking now yeah. you're like trying to use quote a normal person's approach which uh-huh. is central vision plus yeah. periphery to gain C- ac- you know
0: central vision for detail exactly. periphery for the world around you Th- the where and the what things. yeah so, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah so but that was i mean Obviously, I could go on for another hour about this, but but it was really interesting to have those observations. And before we talked about positive observations and, you know, I mean, for a good week, you know, it was very difficult because I felt my vision was getting worse. Mm -hmm. And it was only after working with it, taking some time and thinking about it and sort of um, being in that environment again and again, was I able to start thinking more positively about it Mm -hmm. and how you know, it, it could, it's a good thing. It means that I'm moving forward. Yeah. The fact yeah, that yeah. I know it. Yeah. And I think it's inevitable that when you
1: hit challenging situations, you're going to think, uh, at first sort of like, Oh, and, you know, things are worse. Yeah. Yeah. But then once in hindsight, you realize you really have progressed. So
0: yeah, good. So I think it's about a good time to move on to topic of the week.
1: And the topic of the week this week is, can nutrition help your eyesight?
0: Now, one reason, as I said before, that we have sort of picking up on this topic is uh, Richard and I have been on holiday for the last <laughs> couple of weeks. and
1: uh, uh, Yeah, <laughs> I would say nutrition has not been high on our list, <laughs> even though we know better. Yeah,
0: so I think yesterday we, we discussed it over a salad. Moment. We did. We spent
1: like a good three hours discussing nutrition yesterday.
0: And, um, and I think we ended up labeling it the holiday diet. Yes, right. <laughs> which um, which just consists of just not very good. Whatever know. food is in, put in front of you, yeah, basically, yeah. or is it convenient at that moment. The quickest thing. And I, oh. and I was in France, so my diet was cheese, meat, and bread, and wine. That's pretty much <laughs> all I ate for a week. Yeah. And then obviously being at home, visiting a lot of family and friends. And summertime, it was, I guess, just lots of barbecues and lots of um, pub food, restaurant food. Yeah. Nothing overly... Uh, nutritious so i mean there's nutrients in it but not um, yeah not necessarily I, I think we're better that we don't again we
1: don't maybe give ourselves enough credit we're not running off to mcdonald's or you know yeah. we have
0: we have set a limit there <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah no mcdonald's is uh it's off the list yeah 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 for sure never going there again no I I'll, I'll spare you my mcdonald's story yeah um, how i got food poisoning for about Three or four days after it at McDonald's, (laughs) which is why I never touch it again. Certainly, this is something we've not really discussed before. We've touched on it in our personal blogs um, that you can check out on our website at envisionselfhealing.com. But we felt we wanted to dedicate a couple of weeks to this topic because it really is such an important part of self-healing and vision improvement. And it's not really something that most of us think about, um, especially when... We're focused so much on eye exercises. Right. And then
1: it'll provide motivation for us to get back on, our, uh, <laughs> yeah. on a better diet from our holiday diet too.
0: So, so certainly, um, so I myself as um, uh, day three of what I'm calling a juice cleanse, mm-hmm. um, not a juice fast, which is what both Richard and I have done previously. The difference this time is that I'm still eating solid foods. I'm still having uh, fruit and, and vegetables. Um, whereas the juice fast is just juicing right, and it 's sort of a yeah it 's a purging almost process, yeah, so i 'm calling this more of a juice cleanse, part of the reason is you know i've i 've had this big trip i 've just come back to San Francisco. I feel like i 'm need quite a lot of energy over these next few weeks just to give me a to give me a boost and to get you know my systems. Already got eight-hour jet lag, and it took me twenty-four hours to fly back and yeah. jumping straight into work again. And not that we ever stopped working, but yeah, right. Um, we sitting, we did for a little bit in front there, of the computer. a little bit. Well, our minds are always working. That's anyway. true. That's true. Um, so, but I felt like I needed a bit more energy that maybe the juice fast uh, wouldn't have given me, which is uh, which is an important point because again, it's just being observant about our own bodies and what are our you know what is our body telling us. Right. As much as I would love to just do a juice fast. I just don't think it's necessarily a practical thing for me to be doing right now. Well, and we do sort of support using juicing as a way of
1: supplementing an already healthy diet
0: to just bring more nutrients into your diet. Yeah. And we're certainly going to touch base on that over the next couple of weeks and talk about it in a little bit more detail. But as an example, uh, I took a picture this morning. I treated myself um, to a nice organic fruit salad. I went out and, and got all, mm. all, all organic fruit. It's, it's funny how when you're doing these cleanses, the, the first thing I noticed that always surprises me on day three today that my sense of smell... Just switches on and all of a sudden I can smell everything yeah you know which sometimes isn't a, yeah. isn't a great thing yeah um but in general you know you can really pick up on the the nuances of food and you're walking down the street and you can tell what oh, someone's cooking in number 32 exactly. and what someone's doing in number 59 um so but it, it always amazes me how the body just switches on like that and how yeah. we, we have these abilities and we just don't use them they're almost dormant yeah and it could be sort of the sort of the debris of all
1: of this food sort of non-nutritious food debris in some ways masks off our senses a little bit so. yeah
0: and i guess if you're always getting something yeah you know i kind of feel like it's the body is saying okay this guy's not getting as much food as he should be or yeah. he's not normally getting so you know let's try and heighten the sense of smell so he could can be. find, you know yeah. a bit more food here yeah and Really, and it happens every time. Always yeah. around day three or day four. Yeah, I remember that too. Um, but I also noticed um, a complete contrast between this diet and my d- my holiday diet. Yeah, I noticed that when I, you know we we were traveling around, we were sightseeing around Bordeaux, and and whenever I went into the shop, I always went for um, you know potato chips, right. bread, things that are really going to fill me up because I knew I was going to be busy for the day. Right. Today I went to the supermarket starving you know i had i juiced in the morning i didn't have any uh solid foods i was just gonna have solids for lunch and dinner and um, but i did juice in the morning so but i went in the supermarket the first thing i saw was a packet of uh potato chips cheetos and right. and oh i just turned my stomach oh it just made me feel so sick it is the, funny how that happened yeah eating it. yeah and all i wanted to do was get to the fruit and veg yeah. section yeah and not only that but i really wanted fresh organic just the thought of having any sort of chemicals or anything impure yep. in my body, just, I didn't want it. Yeah. And it's just, its amazing how you treat your body with so much more respect. And, you know, you want to give everything nutritious when you're in that environment yeah. or that situation. It's
1: almost have. like the nutritious food leads to more nutritious food and the, yeah. and the opposite leads, you know, the McDonald's leads to more McDonald's. <laughs> it does seem
0: that way, yeah. And, I mean, before yeah. I thought it was maybe just routine, which is... One thing I like so much about doing a juice fast or any sort of cleanse is that it breaks that. Right. By by nature, as animals, we just we love routine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it felt a little bit different today. It was like I was just craving healthy stuff. It yeah. Was like my body was. You know, the thought of anything else just disgusted me. And, yeah. Uh, the next time you go in a supermarket, think about that. Look at the Cheetos. And when you see they are a bright or- orange color, <laughs> think to yourself what that bright orange color might be because it's not natural. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it just, you know, nutrition plays such an important role uh, in us. That old saying of you are what you eat. I remember being told that by my mom as a kid and by the teachers. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you think of it on a, on a micro level, mm-hmm. you know, what, level you know, yeah. what our cells are made of is, you know, it, they're continuously replacing, it's continuously being built. And if we have poor building materials, let's say Richard's house, for example, um, he's using um, fine yeah. material. When you do wood, you know, you're making sure it's solid oak. Yep. Um, you know, you're making sure the found you've redone the foundations. Make sure it's nice. The cement and strong, is right. Yeah, and you want to use the best material. And if you don't, what's going to happen to your house in ten, twenty years time? That's true. I'm avoiding. It's true. It's I'm just going to fall apart. Yeah, right? I'm avoiding
1: like particle board things, things like that. It's the same process. Yeah.
0: So if we're putting these materials in our body that um, are poorly built materials, then that's what our body is built on. And I really noticed a difference. And remember, Richard, before we said about how how maybe we're more sensitive to these things Mm because of our visual conditions. Yes. Um, You know, I certainly noticed over the last few weeks that not having my diet of fresh fruits and vegetables without juicing every day, you know, I really struggled that much more with my vision. Mm -hmm. Um, And now coming back onto the healthier diet, you know, I feel a lot more fresh and my vision feels better and I'm picking up more information in the periphery. And if you think about it on a long term, that's short term, but long term, if you're continuously eating nutritious food, good nutritious food, and as our cells replace themselves, as our body replaces itself, we're replacing it with good materials.
1: Well, and I hate to say this to our visually challenged uh, peers out there, but I think this, this is something we were discussing yesterday in our three hour discussion of nutrition is, Those of us who have these conditions are basically, we have to
0: do this, you know, there's no choice. Yeah. And it's, I mean, part of, part of the whole doctor thing of, um, there's nothing you can do, you know, go home, wait for a cure in 10 years. Yeah. Means that we don't have any responsive, you know, nothing can Uh, be done. Exactly. We don't have to do anything. Yeah. So you can, you know, you could eat four steaks. Yeah. and uh, drink a, a liter of wine and you know and you're fine because yeah. nothing could be done yeah um but in fact you know that's not the case and and anybody that changes to a healthy diet I, we guarantee you will see a difference in your vision and you'll certainly feel a lot better yeah by changing to a more nutritious diet but when i mean we're certainly not here just to lecture you about eating healthy you know we're realistic uh we both enjoy a nice big juicy steak Yep. Um, certainly me more than Richard likes a glass of red wine. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're not here just to lecture you, um, on how you should eat healthy and cause you know, that's not, that's not us and yeah. we're certainly not, but basically the point is, is to try and have the the more nutritious diet and that it does make a difference and it will make you, hopefully it will make you you know reach when you go to the supermarket for uh, green leafy vegetables instead of some potato chips or right. you know it's the same with all of this stuff we always try and talk about how the exercises help right. improve your eyesight because you're more likely to do it right so the same with nutrition if you understand how this can improve your eyesight and i mean obviously you know healthy living it's such a big boost now with high levels of obesity coronary heart disease I mean it's just it's just not necessarily explained how this can help you and I think if more people knew why good nutrition will help you and avoid um, conditions in the future then I think people are more likely to want to eat healthy Mm -hmm. yeah Um, and there's just a lack of unfortunately there's a lack of information there Um, right right you know with with marketing nowadays you can say anything you want in marketing you can say you know eating, I don't know, a McDonald's only has 400 calories, but it's 400 calories of pure saturated fat, you know. And when you see things, um, packets of potato chips that have 60% less fat, they're still it's still like 80% fat. It's just compared to what it was previously. Exactly, still so yeah, yeah. It's just having that sort of knowledge. Now, in particular for vision, one thing that good nutrition is good for us and good for our eyes is vitamin A. Now, I'm sure many of us have heard of that. And now, in particular, the reason why the vitamin A is good for us is we use it in the process of phototransduction.
1: Right. And phototransduction is the process of turning light into electricity that is then sent to your brain. It's the It breaks down a chemical called retinol into two components. And vitamin A is part Oh, in the Americanese, vitamin A. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, yeah, vitamin.
0: Vitamin A <laughs> is
1: is one of the components of that process. Yeah, very
0: very important process. Yeah. So um, so obviously without this vitamin A, then you know the whole visual process isn't working. And certainly um, with RP, they're starting to come to the conclusion that there might have something to do with this regenesis of the cells when it comes to phototransduction, which right. is. Interesting. And they've also found with RP in particular that if you get a good source of vitamin A in your daily diet, then you can reduce and slow down the degeneration of RP for up to ten years. Which makes total sense. If you it's just very common sense
1: if you're if you're using the uh, if the retina is using vitamin A in its in its uh process of rebuilding, why wouldn't that maintain your
0: your retina? And I'm sure if this is works for RP, then it's also for other any yeah. any really retinal condition. Exactly. And if you think about previous diets, you know, it's only really the last 20, 30, well, post, post-World post War II, I guess, mm-hmm. um, with the industrialization of food to try and pump out as much food as cheap as possible. Right. That we're not getting as much nutrients as we used to. Right. So whereas, you know, now they say, oh, you need supplement to and we will talk about this a little bit later to, to supplement your diet with the vitamin a if you think about previous you know pre-world war ii diets they got enough vitamin a
1: right and they didn't have fertilizers you know prior to world war ii the amount of fertilizers that uh, yeah. we have now so they so they got more natural nutrition through the soil things like that
0: so the the vitamin A that we used to get in our diets, we're just not getting it now. And, you know, and, and they're pushing, you know, five fruits and vegetables a day. Why should you be pushing for that? That should just be natural. Why, yeah, why yeah. isn't that naturally in our diet? Right. Um, and they're really trying to work hard on this. And and if you think about, let's say, a McDonald's, um, you know, you've got a bun, carbohydrates. Yeah um something that isn't meat I <laughs> no i think it is meat. let's not do that but we'll, we'll, it's like it's sued like oprah <laughs> yeah, did <laughs> yeah, no, really. yeah. uh, no, i'm sure it's, it's some form of meat anyway yeah, sure, yeah it's got animal in it anyway yeah we could, don't be, know what could be possum or something yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A hoof, <laughs> just a bit of hoof um and then you've got french fries yeah and potatoes carbohydrates right and the milkshakes actually aren't even milk, necessarily. <laughs> really? No, they're not. So, I mean, you could say that there is some vitamin A in, in the so-called meat. But if you compare that um, to something like, it's called beta carotene, which is, which is a really good natural source of vitamin A, which is when people say that um, carrots are good for your eyesight. Mm-hmm. Then the orange color in that, it's the, the beta carotene is the bright color in food, basically. Right. So, uh, you know, yellow peppers, red tomato, Mm -hmm. what gives it that color is the beta carotene. And that is what is a vitamin A a fine form of vitamin A, which then gets turned into the retinol, which is then used in our eyes. So it's this fine source. It's, it's a better source, the same as material for your house. It's the same material you could get, um, cheap wood. What's the type of cheap wood? uh MDF, like mdf, a sali- a sali- MDF. Sali- in america isn't
1: it oh no mdf is all the time oh, really? um, but particle board is a cheap uh, board okay. it's a ground up sawdust with glue basically <laughs> which is what's
0: in which is what's it's in it's true it's true it's like it's <laughs> similar to <a> mcdonald's <laughs> burger to get first. <laughs> um, so but it does exactly the same job it holds the house up it you know holds the doors up but it's made of two completely different materials And the end product is an overall building that isn't as strong, isn't going to last as long, and it isn't as good as if you use that good material. And
1: it's off-gassing poisonous things, just like a McDonald's (laughs) hamburger would. Yeah, (laughs) we shouldn't
0: just put. Let's see if we're going to get a super. We might as well go for KFC as well. Yeah, yeah. uh, and Wendy's. Let's just let's just knock it all on the head. Yeah. So, um, so there is another very important um, vitamin that's good for your eyes. And that's uh, lutein and zeaxanthin.
1: And that's just think, you thought of the red, orangey color, now think green. And the lutein and zeaxanthin are the chemicals within your macula in particular. They're a, a, a vital part of the macula. Mm. So the theory is that you would then eat more of those and that would help your macula. They haven't actually proven this yet, but it's a good theory.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, there's more and more studies coming out. I mean, we're quite lucky with the eye exercises, medical science isn't going to study it until there's a big public outcry mm-hmm. um, that this needs to be done. Um, so feel free to write to your congressman um, or your doctor. Yeah. Um, but luckily, there is money in supplements, so they are yeah they are investigating um, yeah. vitamins. So they are doing research in lutein and zeaxanthin. Right. And you will find them in your in your drugstore or supermarket. And you will find studies now that it can help offset and improve macular degeneration. Exactly, And indeed, uh, they've even found a connection with RP and lutein that, again, a decent amount of lutein can help improve and delay retinitis pigmentosa. Right. So there are more and more studies, luckily, uh, with the vitamins. And I think it also protects the eye, doesn't it, from... from blue rays right that's the yellow color the the reason your
1: um uh, macula is called the macula lute right yeah. is it means is yellow spot. is it means yellow spot, and that's the lutein in your macula and that filters out u v uh, rays from hitting your retina um so that's why we would recommend eating more lutein and zeaxanthin. And let's tell them a little bit about, uh, we're going to talk, go into this more next week, Yeah. but green leafy vegetables. Yeah. And actually it's in egg yolks as well. Mm-hmm. So lutein is very prominent in egg yolks.
0: And I must say one thing with the vitamin A that's, that's interesting is that um, people that might think they've got RP, people that get night blindness, mm-hmm. Um, Is actually a vitamin A deficiency.
1: Right? Isn't that? It's so straightforward yeah. to think of it that just way. There's going all
0: these people with RP out, out there now wishing that they just had a deficiency In vitamin A. But yeah. know. I mean, try it. That would be a yeah. great testimonial that uh, that all somebody did was was eat lots of uh, plenty of vitamin A, but and your vision came back.
1: <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of people who are older who think they have. They're basically blind at night. That's true, yeah. And maybe if they did increase vitamin A, it mm-hmm. might it might fix. You know half those people yeah. who knows
0: so one thing that we we will say is we've talked here about getting increased vitamin a and and lutein and zeaxanthium um and and that you can just buy it on the shelves right um but our, ourselves we prefer if you got this naturally right um and i mean i think there's just so much of the body that we're yet to understand um that you know extracting and uh, a vitamin and then thinking that you can put that in the body and right. it would respond the same as if it was in a natural food that the body processes itself
1: it fits so much our western myths and paradigm of yeah. like extracting a chemical and then shooting yeah. it into you yeah
0: the, the last billion years of evolution of the plants were wrong yeah exactly uh, and in fact we're right yeah <laughs> and we just extract it and put it in your body you'll be yeah. fine yeah yeah um, so we we do prefer it, obviously for everyone. I don't know if you can't if you have can't, a healthy yeah. diet, then I yeah. guess supplement, buy the supplements, yeah. Um, but you should certainly check uh, with your doctor before taking supplements because they can be toxic. Because you're mm. you're taking them in a concentrated that the body isn't used to that yeah. concentration. It processes it naturally over periods of time. Mm-hmm. Hence, digestion taking you know x amount of time, and you can actually overdose on vitamin A if you take it, yeah so up. it is important um, that you do check with your doctor, um, do a bit of research yourself, um, but we 're certainly not necessarily endorsing just taking supplements here right. we 're suggesting a nice, healthy diet to get your nutrients, just how we were designed and how we have done for the last right. Right. couple of millions of years yeah
1: and if if you 're going to supplement. We, sit, we believe in supplementing
0: with juicing rather than yeah. supplements. So I think it's about a good time to move on to question of the week. And
1: the question of the week this week is, how do I improve my TMJ? And this came from a question on, was it YouTube? YouTube. yeah,
0: Yeah. And you might think this is a bit of a funny question. We've never really done a... A body question, again, we're, we're breaking the mold here before we we're talking about nutrition and now we're talking about TMJ. Mm-hmm. Um, but you did a blog on this. Didn't you, yeah,
1: and for me, well, me, me in particular, but probably you as well, um, I'm constantly uh, battling uh, poor blood flow to my optic nerve. Mm-hmm. And the jaw is very close to the, to the eyes and the optic nerve. And, yeah. and the blood flow coming up through the carotid arteries up to your eyes uh, it's a very important point, right? Where the jaw and the neck mm-hmm. sort of meet and uh, Will knows cause he works on my jaw every <laughs> once in a while, um, that it can be very tight on me. And ironically, so with someone with poor vision, they're leaning forward with their, their neck and head yeah. and it's creating tension in the jaw. So it's sort of a spiral again of like mm-hmm. creating more tension, leading to poor blood flow, leading to poor vision, leading to more leaning forward, <laughs> you know, that whole
0: spiral. And as you're saying there actually about the, the, the tension of leaning forward, it's also a source of anxiety we're, right. when we're anxious or anger or we tend to hold it tight in our jaws. Yeah. So anybody, you know, of any sort of visual condition that are anxious in their environment, you tend to hold it in your jaw as well. Yeah. So by releasing your jaw and loosening the jaw, then you're also going to help get rid of some of that stress and anxiety, as well as help improve blood flow to the eyes, which is anyone that knows our work and has been following our programs, we know that blood flow is obviously key. Um, we've just talked for the last you know, 15 minutes about nutrition. Well. Right. The blood flow is the delivery system. Exactly. Um, so there's no point having good nutrition if you don't uh, delivering it to the cells in the yeah. first place. So it is important to get good blood flow to the eyes, which is why TMJ, which sadly is a very common, I didn't even realize I had it until I started doing TMJ exercises. Right. how uh, oh, that's got this, right. I know this great click in my jaw um, and I'm trying to overcome and it is improving. Um, but I certainly noticed now how tight my jaw was and I, I had yeah. no idea. Um, so, but the exercises for this, there's a very attractive video of. Oh right, it's me. That's right, <laughs> Richard doing. The it's t- sort of a
1: viral thing on YouTube because I look so silly doing <laughs> uh, yeah. it. <laughs> yeah,
0: somebody did comment actually that uh, this doesn't help TMJ. You just want to look, make him look silly. <laughs> and it is one of our favourite. But I'm glad nobody ever got to see the picture that we took of me doing the TMJ exercise. That's right. Because that's even more embarrassing. Yeah. Um, notice the vain one out of the two of us. So, um, so, yeah, check that video out on our website. Go to the eye exercise tab, um, or go to the exercises tab, sorry. And look for TMJ exercise or jaw exercises, something. something like that. Something like that. <laughs> we don't know. Our own <laughs> website. Um, we've got too much on our plate. Yeah, uh, literally. Yeah, nutrition, That's a salad. No, so, no. Um, so yeah, look that up. You can also, uh, you'll see the video there on YouTube as well, and it'll show you the exercises. But in particular, there is a TMJ program right on our condition section, and I'm sure most of our listeners. Haven't even noticed, but underneath the eye conditions are some body conditions like arthritis, sciatica, mm-hmm. um, and also there we've got TMJ. Right. So uh, head over there and check out the eye the, the eye exercises, the exercises <laughs> for the TMJ, and it's just, I mean, simply the main one is just jaw rotations, isn't it? Yeah,
1: and then we throw in some, you know, shoulder
0: and stuff, and and. uh, because if you think about it, we're using our jaws just open and close, open and close. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're overusing it, it starts to get tight, building the anxiety, a little bit of caffeine. And, you know, you've got this this locked jaw.
1: A lot of times when we have joint pain, the reality is the joint is jammed up against itself. And so we're trying to create more space in there. And we use a lot of rotational movements because that's something that our bodies, we just don't get enough of that kind of movement in our joints in general Mm -hmm. so we're doing the same thing with the jaw joint we're just giving it rotational give it more space and more rotational movement
0: so over time you start loosening the joint there at the jaw you loosen the muscles in that program there's also plenty of self-massage that you do around the face get more blood flow there and after a little while, you'll start to notice um, that it starts freeing up a lot more. And you'll also feel a little bit looser in the jaw. And, and when you relieve that anxiety, your mood actually starts to change a little bit as well. Yeah, yeah. You do start feeling a little bit more uh, lighter, like you're not necessarily carrying the world on your shoulders. Yeah. Worse. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so certainly check out those exercises there. Loosen up the jaw, get more blood flow to the eyes and start feeling the improvements. So we hope you've enjoyed the podcast this week. We've certainly missed the last couple of weeks doing these podcasts, and we look forward to delivering you another fantastic podcast next week on uh, how this nutrition and how you can take it a little bit step further to start helping the body and start helping your vision. If you want to find out a little bit more about eye exercises, and head over to our website at envisionselfhealing.com, where you will find a free ebook there that you can download. It takes you through some of the very basics of eye exercises and explains a little bit on how, indeed, they can improve your eyesight. You can also head over to our Facebook fan page and you'll see some pictures there. I put up some of, uh, of the healthy eating that we've been doing over this week. And uh, we also answer some questions over there from our audience and uh, help build a little bit more of a community over uh, there.
1: Maybe help with some pictures of my doorknobs up there just to get people... <laughs>
0: that's nope. a very random comment <laughs> <laughs> I think we should yeah, yeah doorknobs do hinges yeah, maybe I yeah. think that's, that's completely relevant <laughs> to the last 35 minutes of the podcast of nutrition and TMJ <laughs> So we're definitely gonna we're definitely gonna put up uh, Richard's door <laughs> uh, and we we'll make sure we do that. Look out for that. Yeah, um, very exciting stuff there. Yeah, and they are nice. Though. They are the door very door knob, nice. I must say, he has yeah, just had them repainted. They are original. Nineteen nineteen oh seven. Nineteen oh seven door <laughs> Yeah. Um, so before you all fall asleep. you can also check us both out on twitter uh, where we regularly update how we're getting on and you can find out a little bit more about richard's (laughs) doorknob what kinds of wood he's using to build his house yeah i think you should start a little house project there on twitter yeah and uh, certainly if you're listening to this on youtube then subscribe to our channel and you'll get one of these uh, podcasts that we do every week sent to you and indeed if you're listening to this on itunes then you can subscribe as well and then that way You can uh, save yourself a little bit of time and have these podcasts sent directly to you. So good luck with your eye exercises this week and happy healing. And have a good week.